you've been listening, you are aware by now that we're celebrating Nortonville Church of God's love service in which we honor our seasoned saints. Thank the Pastor Greg and Donna and the pastoral team and the council and those that have confidence in the seniors and you allow us to share this very special day. In thinking of the scripture, as, as Pastor Greg talked to us about this service, uh, I thought I need to do something about love or preach about love or find scriptures about love and some different scriptures kept coming to my mind and I think uh, through the process the Lord has just simply reminded me of what this day is all about. At, at NCOG we've always been very committed to our children and our youth. We've always said they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. And over these last weeks in preparation for today and, and the events that have happened today, the Holy Spirit has reminded me that the seasoned saints are not the church of yesterday. We're the church of today. And we still have something to contribute. We still have something to give. We still have a ministry to complete and fulfill. And so God has given us the privilege and the opportunity of continuing to share ministry with the NCOG team here. Sister Carol and I are privileged and honored to serve as your prayer and care pastors. And we work with short briefly with the seasoned saints and hopefully we'll have the opportunity again in the near future to have some more fellowship but we're looking forward to that day uh, let me make sure of the note this little note here uh, I'm not as handsome not as young not as talented not as educationally gifted not as spiritually anointed as Pastor Greg so uh I have to fill in and do the best I can by saying I try to dress snappy and fancy for today. Pastor Greg, if I forgot anything on your note, uh, you go ahead and type it in on the service there. and <laughs> They'll know what you said about yourself. Uh, the, the Internet has spoiled everything, and so there's, if you want to look at some uh, senior saints, seasoned saints jokes and some things about season saints just go to the internet and type it in and it's already been shared and reshared and reposted so uh, it's all old and uh, anything we do would just kind of waste your time you wouldn't laugh too much about that but uh, we are aware that they tell us that the old joke is that when you get to be about my age that there's three things that begins to happen the first thing is your eyesight begins to go check I'm good there Second, your hearing begins to go. Uh, this COVID thing has messed that up. I cannot wear my eyeglasses, my hearing aids, and my mask all at the same time because something falls off and gets messed up. So my hearing aids are home on the charger right now, but check there. Uh, they say that there's a third thing, and uh, you know the old joke. I forgot what it was. <laughs> and there's some days in my senior citizen life that I experience all five of those at the same time. Now, some of you are saying he missed number four and number five. Some of you are going to spend the rest of the service not listening to anything he said and say, what in the world do you mean there's no four and five in there? Just trying to tell you, we seniors have got all our bases covered, and we know where we're going and what everything's going on about today. So, but we're honored to be here and honored to share this day with you. And, and this is just a sampling of what our seniors still contribute and do in our church and in our community and globally around the state and around the globe. They're still sharing the goodness and the good news and the love of Jesus Christ. So we thank you to Pastor Carol and all those that contribute in music and song this morning. And uh, the uh, bluegrass band is actually a lot older than they look. So 
that's why they got to be part of our senior group today. But, uh, in thinking of today's time together, I want to talk to you and I about a seasoned life. A seasoned life. Paul writes to the church at Colossae, chapter 4, verse number 6, and shares these things with you and I. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so ye may know how you ought to answer one another. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer each other. We realize through the scripture that when God has spoke through his holy prophets and through those that he allowed to write the scriptures, that when he's speaking to you and I about our speech or our walk, it's not just what we're talking about. It's not just where we're going. But it indicates to you and I a lifestyle. It indicates to you and I that we walk with integrity. It indicates to you and I that we walk with purity and holiness and uprightness. It indicates to you and I that we live a life that exemplifies Christ in all we are, all we say, and all we do. And so when the scriptures writing to you and I and saying, let your speech always be gracious, goes back to what Sister Carol mentioned so many times when she said, Lord, keep us sweet in our soul and help us in our senior years to have a good attitude and a good heart and a good spirit that we may give a good answer. And we're talking about giving a good answer. Again, we're saying that we may be able to minister to the generations that follow us with integrity and with purpose and with clarity and with a good spirit. The Webster's Dictionary tells you and I that the word seasons means something that's preserved, something that enhances the taste, something that would create a thirst or a hunger or a desire for. And it also means the fact that, that the word season, when you, we're talking about wood, is making preparation there so you can build with it or you can craft with it or make something very beautiful come from it. So we think of the word season there. Um, the Apostle Jude writes to you and I and says this, that when I write to you, my beloved saints, who are preserved, he's telling you and I that we know Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior. We can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and he sealed you and I with his Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. Uh, thinking along our Pastor Greg's line, when I think of preserves, that's something good. I think of jellies and jams and, and good old strawberry preserves and good old peach preserves and good old blueberry jelly and good old blackberry jelly and, and our favorite the good old black raspberry jelly. I think of something that's sweet and something that's tasty, something that's delicious and something you want more of. And, and the Bible speaks to you and I that we're preserved, that we are to be that salt of the earth, we're to be that light of the earth, and we're able to show the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God and the kindness of God. An old pastor preached on that and said, it says we're preserved but not pickled. Now, I like a good deal pickle every now and then, but, but pickled gives the connotation of what? A mule-eating briars. <laughs> Someone that's got a bad attitude and an ugly spirit and goes around frowning and moaning and groaning and complaining and griping all the time. So the scripture says that you and I are the saints of God. Let our speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so you may know how you ought to answer everyone. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for our seasoned saints. We thank you, Father, for those that have paved the way and those that have led them and directed them, God, and those that have built this ministry, Lord. We're thankful, Father, that we have this day in which we can show our talents and show our gifts, Lord, and show that we're still useful in your kingdom and show that you still have a purpose and a plan for our lives, oh, Father. May you take this day and encourage us as seasoned saints, Lord, and edify us, Lord, and give us, Lord, that desire to know that we can
can accomplish great and mighty things through you yet as we work together in the kingdom. Help us also to be mindful, Lord, that you've charged us with a great heritage, Father, of passing along your word and your truth and your kingdom work, God, in our lives that we might share it with others, Father. Bless this day and keep us in your care. We're thankful for all you do in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. When I'm thinking of seasoned saints and a seasoned life, and um, again, um, as Pastor Carol had mentioned, the Bible speaks to you and I of some of the older seasoned people that have paved the way for you and I and give godly examples in the Bible. Uh, I thought as uh, most of us, I guess, are, are in our early Bible reading right now, and we're somewhere around Leviticus or somewhere in that thing. <laughs> Hopefully some of you are and you're, you're into that part now. But we've kind of covered some of Genesis and some of Exodus. And we think, of, of course, of the Adam and Eve. And we think about them. And, and then we think of Abraham and Sarah. And we can talk about them and share some things about them. We can talk about Joseph and, and his great life there. And all the Bible has to share about him. We can move on and think about some others. But then uh, the Bible covers several books there when it talks to you and I about Moses and Joshua. And there's lots of things being said about them. But sandwiched in between all that, there's a gentleman by the name of Caleb. And Caleb lived a seasoned life. Uh, about a year ago, I, sp- I spoke just briefly in a little devotional to our seasoned saints underneath the pavilion. And the Bible had this to say about Caleb, that he wholly followed the Lord. Everything he did was to honor and glorify and magnify the Lord. And he walked a righteous life before the Lord. And the Bible says that that. The people around him noticed that. It said that Moses and Joshua both noticed that he followed the Lord holy. It said that his friends noticed that, that he followed the Lord holy. It said he even said himself, no, I have wholly followed the Lord. And then the scripture says that God said to Moses and Joshua, my servant Caleb, who wholly follows after me. And then the Bible said the reason he did that was that Caleb had a different spirit about him. And thank God for seasoned saints that have that different spirit, that that you're full of the Holy Spirit, and that you live a life that exemplifies the goodness and the mercy and the grace and the love of a kind and loving and good Heavenly Father. And so we walk according to his plan, his purpose in our lives. And I think about the life of Caleb and thought three things that occurred there that relates to you and I as seasoned saints, and we can pass on to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Number one, I want to talk about Caleb's seasoned faith. In Numbers chapter 13, verse number 30, the Scripture says this, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. In reading this section of Scripture here, we find that Moses chooses to send 12 spies into the land of Canaan to spy out the land and see what's there and see what it's like and see if there's any opposition. And they went and they spent their time there and they came back. They came back and stood before Moses and the congregation. They began to give their report. Ten people came back and said what? Oh, it's like they, it's like they said. And I kind of, uh, uh, that kind of ran through my head a little bit there. And I said, if God said it's a promised land, it's a promised land. But they, they said, oh, it's just like, like we were told. There is a land flowing with milk and honey. There are grapes and pomegranates, and there's everything we'd ever want there. Oh, my. It's everything life could ever have for you and I. However, the enemy has used however, or the enemy has used but so many times to keep you and I 
from going forward and accomplishing good things for him and moving forward in his kingdom and claiming his promises and standing upon his word and allowing him to fulfill what he desires to do in our lives. I kind of looked at this again. Ten people came back and with a bad, evil report influenced around six million people and even had the leader Moses upset and concerned a little bit there. When they came back and they said, oh, what a great land it is and what a wonderful land it is, but we can't go in. We can't possess the land. We walked through it and we saw giants there and there were great wall cities there and we looked just like grasshoppers in their sight. There's no way we can do that. And how that a minority influenced a whole nation there. And does not that kind of relate to you and I today? And so you and I as a majority in the Lord and, and you and I with God are a majority and you and I need to stand up and claim our place in the Lord and say what? Lord, we're victorious in you. Your kingdom is going to prevail righteousness is going to rule our church is going to come out victoriously our home is going to get through this our family is going to survive this and we are going to be victorious we don't dwell on a negative bad report and so for all those that are those minorities are telling you and I bad is getting worse and going downhill we're saying what I choose to believe the report of the Lord. But Caleb come back and steal the people before Moses. The people's hearts melted. And they just, they just kind of said, let's give up. Why try? But Caleb came back and said, what? Oh, let me just remind you of something. Let us go up at once and possess it. We are able to overcome it. In Numbers chapter 14, I'm going to read just a couple of verses here. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah and of those that searched the land tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the company of the sons of Israel saying, the land which we pass through to search is an exceedingly good land. If Jehovah delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against Jehovah, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. This protection has moved from them and Jehovah is with us. Do not fear them. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. And thank God for seasoned saints this morning that have stood on faith and lived by faith and walked by faith and exercised their faith and seen God prove himself to be faithful over and over and over again. I was thinking back uh, during, just during my generation, back in the 1970s, we went through uh, the gas shortage and you had to get in a gas line. You can only buy gas a certain day. You can only buy a certain amount. And uh, there was a shortage of certain foods and things that went around. And just recently, you know, uh, everybody has stockpiled uh, toilet paper and bathroom tissue and all those things, and uh, this generation uh, has some fear come upon them because there's a minority saying, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to be bad, but the scripture reminds you and I that we need to believe the report of the Lord, and God is faithful to fulfill his promises, and God is true to his word, and God will bring his word to fruition in the light and heart of his people, and this has been said before, but if God said it, that settles it. If God has promised it, 
God will provide. If God has said it's his word, then God will work his word to the good of his people. So you and I don't have to faint and grow worried. And you and I don't have to give up and throw up our hands. And you and I don't have to worry about how tomorrow may hold. Because we know who holds tomorrow. And we know who holds our hand. And we walk in accordance with his promise and his word that God's word will always stand and prevail. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse number 4 it says this. Behold, the soul of him is lifted up and is not upright, but the just shall live by his faith. In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we also have access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Walking by faith is not just blindly saying something and stating something. Walking by faith is not saying that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Walking by faith is not saying, well, I'll let the situation work itself out and then I'll worry about it later on. But walking by faith again saying what? I believe that God's in control. I believe that God has a plan. And again, when God speaks it, man, you and I be like Caleb. May we say what? That God has spoken this and we can go forward for we are able to overcome it. Let's possess the land. Let's not be worried. Let's go up and possess it for we are able to overcome it. And, and Caleb said something very important here before we move on to part number two in Caleb's faith. Caleb said, this, let us go up at once. Let's not delay. Let's not debate. Let's not have a committee. Let's not ask the devil about this, but you and I trust God and go up at once because we are more than able to possess the land. And can we remind ourselves that we as seasoned saints have possessed our land and we're owning our land and, and defending our land and keeping our land. And we're going to move with the other points that Caleb would have to share with you and I about a seasoned life. But number one was his seasoned faith. He wholly and completely and solely trusted God with a different spirit and a different attitude. Secondly, there's Caleb's seasoned life of testimony. The scripture shares with you and I that they've gone in, they're possessing the land, they're driving out the enemy, and God begins to speak to Caleb yet and share these things with him. And yet I was as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war both to go in and come out. Now give me this mountain of which Jehovah spoke to me on that day. For you heard in the day how the giants were there and the cities were great and fortified. If Jehovah shall be with me, then I will be able to drive them out as Jehovah said. And so Caleb not only lived a life of faith, but Caleb had a lifetime of testimony. And thank God again for season saints. I, I've We've reviewed our history here time and time again, and I've thought back over a period of time, and I was reminded of the time that when Pastor Beaver came here and the picture we have of the old building over there with the tarp on top of it and weeds growing up around it and some of the windows broken out and how that Pastor Beaver came in and, and, and led the congregation through that time and Pastor Deal came and shared some things with us. And then there was a time when Pastor Duncan came and his uh, strong ability to lead was, was very needful for that hour of the church. And then hopefully the, uh, Sister Allison and I came and spent some time with you. We were able to uh, grow and to build up on those things. And now we have a great leadership team and Pastor Greg and Pastor Donna and the great work they're doing here. And so we're thankful for the leadership team. But looking back through all that, we see where the seasoned saints had a great role in keeping this church alive. And the ladies, mostly the ladies of the church there, the, the few ladies that came, spent their time and invested in their time and worked very hard through the years from 1941 up to now that the seasoned saints have always had 
a great prevailing role in the ministry of our church here at Nortonville, and we're thankful for that. And Caleb began to give that testimony. He said, hey, I, I went up. I went when they spied out the land. I came back and said, let's go in and take the land. I've lived faithfully now. And Caleb said, well, I've done this for 40 years, and now it's time for me to live my testimony and continue to show my testimony and fulfill my testimony. And so uh, thank God for those that live a good, strong, godly life. Um, there's a thing that, I guess they still use this term, in the music industry, one hit wonders. And there's someone that either writes a great song or records a great song, and it rises up the charts, and everybody says, whew, this is the next great superstar. And the, every album after that, pfft, every song they try after that, and, and they disappear from off the scene there. Just, just that one time, that, that flash in the pan. There are number one draft picks that come out of college, whether it's for football or baseball, and they're going to rise to the top, and immediately they're going to make an impact, and a lot of them never make it to the pro leagues or the major leagues. They, they fizzle out there. There's something called the, um, the, you have your rookie year, and then you go into the sophomore jinx, and a lot of them play that one year, and, and they're so good at what they do, but the next year they just kind of stink real bad. And so God is looking for people who's going to be faithful to him. And, and so, man, I remember, the seasoned saints that are here today are not one-hit wonders. They're not sophomore jinx people, but they're people that's been through the fire, and the fire didn't burn them. They've been through the flood, and the flood didn't overcome them. They fought a lot of wars and haven't been defeated. They've been to the lion den and came out victorious. They know the power of prayer, and they know the spirit of worship, and they know that when they come into the house of worship, they can lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting and magnify and glorify and honor the Lord. Why? Because God has been good, and God has been faithful, and God has proved himself, and they have a track record of saying, on our knees and in our prayer closet, we have seen God come through, and we know the power of our testimony of our witness. We have lived a faithful life to Him. God is not looking for those that fall by the wayside. God is not looking for those that the birds come and take the word away from you. God is not looking for those that the thorns of life choke you and I out. Oh, yes, He wants to bring you into His kingdom, but God won't say to God that says, What? I'm planted on good ground, and I'm going to bring forth an abundant crop for the glory of Almighty God. And may our witness and may our testimony continue to show the Lord that you and I are faithful to him and his kingdom and he's continued to produce in you and I a good seed of life for our generation and a generation to come. Let us be faithful to the Lord and have that great witness and that great testimony. Thank God for those that can say, I've been faithful all these years because he's been faithful all the time. God is faithful. And Caleb's able to say this in Joshua chapter 14. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of Jehovah, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. I brought him word again. It was in my heart. But my brothers that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I fully followed Jehovah my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your feet have trodden shall be your inheritance and your sons forever, because you have fully followed Jehovah my God. And now, behold, Jehovah has kept me alive these 45 years, as he said, since Jehovah spoke the word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I'm 85 years old today. That's not me. That's Caleb. I'm not 85 yet. And I am as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. And my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. Now give me this mountain which Jehovah spoke on that day, for you've heard of the day that the giants were there, and the cities were great and fortified. If Jehovah be with me, then I will be able to drive them out, as Jehovah said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Hebr Hebram to Caleb, the son of Jethunah, for 
and inheritance. We live by faith, and we walk by faith, and we trust God by faith, and we have a great testimony. God can use your testimony to minister and to reach out to and encourage and bless others. You've heard lots of our testimonies, and we won't repeat them all, but uh, we have a testimony of Christy and how the Lord was with her. And, and when the doctor thought that uh, she, where she cut her toe with the lawnmower, the doctor thought she'd have to remove a toe because there was nothing but dead black skin there. And we, we prayed, and we believed God. And, and when he scrubbed it off, there was beautiful, pink, lively skin there, and everything was going to be okay. Uh, you see our testimony sitting on the seat back here today and, and how that we were called in. And, and remember the day that they... They called us from the, the home there and said, come and say your goodbyes to Will. Well, tomorrow we're going to say goodbye to him again because he's going home for a few days. But, but 10 years, and we're still enjoying the blessings and the favor of Almighty God and the goodness of Almighty God. And we've seen what God has done. And, and time and time again, God has come through for us. Uh, there's been times uh, that uh, there's been economic downturns and economic turmoil. There's been times when our family hasn't had anything really that, that, that we could really depend upon. But we've always had God on our side and always been faithful to God. And so thank God. And what a wonderful thing it is to sit around these season saints and hear them say let me tell you what God has done and let me just remind you and they reminisce on the goodness and the faithfulness and the power of almighty God in their lives thank God for wonderful testimonies Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 says this by faith Enoch was translated he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God Thank God for a testimony that pleases God and walks with God. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their former lives unto their death. Thank God that Caleb said, I have a testimony. And yes, when he was talking about being 85 years old, he was saying, physically, I'm able to go in, and I'm going to run the giants out. And I'm going to take my land, and I'm going to possess what's mine. But look, just say to you and I, spiritually today, seasoned saints, you and I still have that power and that ability to accomplish great things. We're able to overcome the devil. We're able to defeat the devil. We're able to win victories. We're able to claim God's promises. We're able to still rise above our situation occasion. Why? Because you and I have a testimony that we have been faithful to please Almighty God. Then there's Caleb's legacy. And Joshua chapter 14, verse number 14, speaks of Caleb's legacy. Caleb not only went in and overcame the giants and defeated them and run them off and claimed his inheritance. Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jethuna, the Kenzite, to this day because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Caleb wasn't just concerned about Caleb. Caleb was concerned about his children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and the future generations. Again, thank God for a church that cares about seasoned saints. But thank God for a pastoral staff that said, we want to focus and concentrate on children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. We want to have a heritage and a legacy for them, and we want their future to be better than ours because we're building on the kingdom for them. For Almighty God, the pastor has a mantra going that he's sharing with us now about we want to see what we can do here at Nortonsville over the next three years to impact our generations for 30 years to come there. We want to take care of our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. And so Caleb said, that's what I'm here for. I, I want to build for my children. I 
want to build for my family. I want to see them. And the Bible said that inheritance remained out of this day that he gave it to his family and they, they inherited the land. And, and the Bible says he went in and he fought and took the land and possessed the land. Then it belonged to his children. And, and Carol and I, we share with you so many times, but we said, thank God that we have three daughters that are involved in ministry and love the Lord and are committed to the Lord and they prepare themselves and they pour into ministry. They have a heart for ministry. And, and you see Pam's great uh, teaching ability and teaching talent here. If you watch Redemption to the Nations, you'll see Amy Ryan acting like her mommy and, and praying great prayers and worshiping and, and carrying on like her mom does. And you'll see Christy who had a heart and a spirit of gold. And so many things about Christy, maybe you don't see on the surface there, but she touches so many people and she influences so many people and she's sending cards and sending notes and doing things that, that touches the heart of so many people. Thank God that we can have a godly Christian heritage. And thank God for those of you that say, Lord, thank you, Lord. And maybe you can say today that, well, my family isn't there yet. Thank the Lord. We can say, well, we can possess the land. We can take the land. We can have what the Lord has promised you and I. Be faithful to the Lord and claim his promises. We have three son-in-laws who are doing okay, I guess, and they're all doing ministry on their own and brag on what little bit you can. And then we have grandchildren involved in ministry. And our prayer is that, that our grandchildren will rise up and they'll, they'll exceed and go beyond what our children were and what, what our son-in-law were. They'll do greater things for the kingdom than that. And so that's what Caleb said it's all about here. Yes, it's about having a, a great great faith in God. And yet it's about trusting God. And yet it's, uh, yes, it's about having a great Christian testimony. But all that is of no avail if we lose our, our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. And today, we stand upon the history and we stand upon the heritage and we stand upon the fact that the seasoned saints have been here and labored and worked and toiled and endured. Why? Because we believe in our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. There is a hope for them and a, and a promise for them and they're going to claim it. We stand upon God's holy word. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 says this. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy head, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And thou shalt write upon them the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. I'm reminded as I hope to come to my closing, King David, when he was near the end of his life, found out that he wasn't going to be able to build the temple because he had shed so much blood. He didn't get angry about it or upset about it or discouraged about it or say, why can I do that, God? But he began gathering material and making preparation for Solomon be successful at it. He put everything in order, got all the plans and everything he needed so that Solomon could step in and build the temple. Seasoned saints, you and I are there. We may not be able to do everything anymore. We can't do it all. We're making preparation for the next generation to come in and do that for us. And then Solomon came before his day, uh, King David, and David told him, said, son, God's going to be with you, and God's going to keep you, and God's going to take care of you. And he prayed that Solomon would have faith in doing the right thing before the Lord. I close with these verses. 
In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and I'm going to insert something, hopefully without uh, being out of order in any way. Therefore, my beloved seasoned saints, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, your labor has not been in vain in the Lord. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I have a prayer, and then the bluegrass band has a song, and then Pastor Carol Lawson is going to come and dismiss us with the information we would need for today. Father, we're thankful that the seasoned saints have had this opportunity to give back today and share today and minister today. And thankful that they have shown that yet we are a very active part of NCOG, very committed to ministry. We pray, Father, that we'll continue to walk by faith and have faith in you. Lord, that we'll have a Christian witness and a Christian testimony and it'll stay strong throughout our life. And Lord, that we're praying for a godly heritage for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. For those of us that are here today that know you, and those that are watching that know you, may we, God, thank you for the blessings of life. And thank you, Father, for the faithfulness you've been through in our life. And thank you, Lord, for your promises, Lord, that we can have that witness. If there's someone that does not know you, never made that relationship right with you. May the day be the day they accept Jesus Christ, their personal Savior. May the day be the day they begin to walk by faith. May the day be the day they begin to build a Christian testimony. May the day be the day that they look forward to sharing that witness with their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Father, keep us in your care and watch over us and bless us and continue your ministry upon our churches, our homes, our families. Lord, upon we the seasoned saints as together we build your kingdom for your glory, and we give you praise in Christ's name. Amen.